is Jared of the GM on a Fireball Hot Take Friday, ESPN 1025, the game. Floyd, how are you? I am outstanding. Fired Be- up for a beautiful fi- day, TGIF, all the good things. Yeah, we're good. Fired up for a Hot Take Friday. Okay. The one thing we have not talked about this week, we have been basically four hours of Titans talk all week this week, and there is one significant thing we have really yet to talk about on this show this week. Do you know what that is? Uh, San Diego? The game. (laughs) The game on Sunday. Yes, sir. I mean, we've talked about Mariota. We've talked about Tannehill. We've talked about Vrabel. We've talked about Robinson. We've talked about the Denver game. We talked about the defense. We talked. We have not talked a lick about the Chargers. So today we will talk about the Chargers. Now the Chargers are dreadful. I mean, I watched that Sunday night football game. That I felt bad for the Chargers watching that game. They're home full of Steeler fans. A bum Steeler team with a bad quarterback go in there and just beat the daylights out of them. But that is not good news for you. And so here come the Titans. So I want to start on this. What's the expectation for Ryan Tannehill? You know, he takes over as starter, but I mean, I think everybody would say that even, I mean, you know, even if Joe Montana was the starting quarterback of the Titans, they've got problems on offense right now at wide receiver, the running game, the the passing game, the blocking. We know they lead the league in sacks. The Titans average 16.3 points per game. That's 27th in the league. But the reason they average 16.3 is because they scored about 40 against Cleveland. If you take that game away, which was all given to you by Baker Mayfield's turnovers, if you take that game away and put it with a, you know, a, what you've been doing, I mean, you're probably averaging somewhere around 13 points a game. But they're averaging 16 points a game on the season, 27th in the league. They're averaging under 300 yards of total offense at 290 and a half, 29th in the league, 5.5 yards per passing attempt. So that's 29th in the NFL. They're averaging 5.25 plays per drive, and their time of possession per drive, 237, is 22nd in the league. So, Floyd, what are the expectations for Ryan Tannehill now that he takes over the Titan offense? Because he doesn't have to go out there and score 45 points a game. No, if he can get about five or six first downs, he's a hero. I mean, let's face it, you get some of those numbers you go over. That's pretty pathetic. So, uh, um, you know, we've said all along, we don't expect him to go out there and throw for 400 and, and score 40 points. That's not what we're asking him to do. We're asking him to be efficient. We're asking him to to look like a real NFL offense, complete some passes, get some first downs, uh, and then whatever. I mean, we don't need to, to score 100 points to have a chance, but we do have to score something. I mean, last week we got Zippo. So, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's not a a giant task. Now, given that, um, you know, offensive line has been struggling at best. You know, running games non-existent. We can't get the ball to the receivers. So, I mean, it's it's a little bit of a little bit of a problem. But he'll help all that. I'm convinced. Just what simply convinces you of that? Just simply because he's a veteran guy. He's been there. It's not like you're taking a rookie or a first-year guy and saying, okay, this is your new quarterback. You know, let's make him look good. I mean, I think he'll go in there with, with more of a command of the offense, more of a, 
of an understanding about what they need to do, probably able to emphasize more of the the really important things. Uh, and I think they'll sense uh, – not that Marcus didn't do. I'm sure Marcus did all the same thing. But my point is it's not like you're going from a 10-year vet to a to a rookie. You know, you're going from a five-year guy to an eight-year guy or whatever he is. So, I mean, he's been there. He's done that. He's played in more games than Marcus. He's all those things. So this game kind of worries me from a couple of standpoints. I feel like in terms of what my expectation of Ryan Tannehill is, to your point – I expect him I don't expect him to go out there and throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns although it would be nice. But I I have a couple of things that I do there are a couple of things that do matter to me. Number 1, I think Tanhill's got to throw for 250 yards. I, you know, see, I don't think those things matter. How many yards he throws for? Yeah. Well, I just think that you've got to show a threat of a passing game this week. And you know what's crazy? The Chargers defense is actually really really good against the passing game. The Chargers defense uh, averages, and I circled it, but it's hard because I got a blue pin and the backdrop is blue. The uh, Chargers defense allows 200 yards per game passing. That's it. So they're only allowing 200 yards per game. So what do you think the Chargers are going to do? They know they can cover. They're all going to sell out to try to stop Derrick Henry and stop the running game. Yeah, but I think how many rushing yards are they giving up? They are giving up rushing yards per game, 120. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I, I think that's the same thing. People aren't throwing because they don't have to. You know, people aren't throwing because they're, they're, you know, eating up the clock, getting the game over with, running the ball. And, they're, and they are struggling a little bit versus run game. 4.4 4 yards per rush against the Chargers. Yeah. So, you know, there's – I mean, we haven't given up a 300-yard passer in 18 games. Well, don't push it because this guy's going to try to throw for 300 yards. 18 games. That is a long, long time in a league where you're seeing guys put up 400 yards every week, you know. Um, so that's pretty good. But but I understand what you're saying. I just don't think, you know, those all those, all those numbers are relative to a bunch of other things always. So, like, to me, my expectations, I have stat expectations, I have feel expectations, and then I have game-specific situation expectations. Like, my stat expectation, I think he's got to throw for 250. Just because the Chargers usually don't allow you to throw for 250. So, if you go in there and you throw for 250, it'll rock the Chargers' defense and then really make them back off and allow Derrick Henry to, to establish himself as a runner, which Rabel said this week is the most important thing they have to do is get back to running the football. Uh, for example, my, my, uh, my game-specific things, I mean, they got to convert most, and so I guess I would go with 90% of this number. They gotta, Tannehill's got to convert most third and five or less is. You're getting third and four, you got to convert that now. The Titans have been having a hell of a time. Awful. Staying out of getting to third and short. But even when they get to third and short, they're not really doing a good job at converting the third and threes and the third and fives. And and whether it's drop passes, bad play calls, bad throws, whatever it has been under Mariota. I mean, I need Tannehill to convert as a team about is 90% of the third and shorts too many to ask for. Or is that fair to say, you know, you get third and five, you got to cut that at a 90% clip. 90% is pretty high now. What are you talking about, 85? nine out of ten? No, I don't. Third and five short. I don't that. Most, third and short. Most teams, if they convert, look at the third down conversions on your little chart there. 
I mean, I'm going to guess most teams can. I mean, if they're converting 40%, they're probably doing good of, of total of everything. You know, they're doing good. So the other thing that I have is stay out of third and long. I mean, that's whether it's the sacks, the holding penalties. That what we're going to see about this offensive line and the receivers is we're going to learn, was Marcus really the problem or are they the problem? Because if they can't block for Tannehill and they're still getting penalties all the time and they can't catch for Tannehill and they're in the not, they're in not the right spot for Tannehill and all these things are going, then we're going to learn that it was them and not Marcus that was the main culprit of the problem. Uh, but so to me, convert most of your third and shorts. Stay out of third and longs. You know, there's going to be a couple third and longs in this game, but you, Tannehill's got to stay out of third and 16. See, most of, most of those... I'm going to just guess there's more of those that come from nothing on first down, nothing on second down, or a penalty than from just about anything else. Right. So we're going to find out if those penalties and those sacks and those are all because of Marcus. Right, so I'm not saying sacks. I'm saying not not gaining anything on first and second down. You know, first and ten, second and nine. Now you're sitting there, third and nine, third and eight, versus and, and penalties than on just sacks. Right. Oh. Again, that's fine. Tannehill's got to find a way to stay out of that. Tannehill's got to find a way to make sure the offensive line doesn't hold. <laughs> Tannehill's got to find a way to make sure they catch the ball. I mean, if we can blame Marcus for everything that happens with this team, then we got to put it on Tannehill to fix it. I mean, I know that we're sitting here, you're laughing, and Ian's laughing, and, but it, I mean, if everything Can't with you see the him office, in the come on, guys, please don't hold. No, but you, on, you got on guys, Marcus for the Bill game, hold. and you said, well, he wasn't making any throws. He wasn't. First play of the game, Marcus gets a 28-yard game, gets said, wiped out by a holding things, penalty. None of those things Ryan make any Tannehill. difference to me. None of those things make any difference to me. You know what I want? I want on the first, third, and five not to bounce the out to Davis. That was That's one time. That's what I that want. One time. I want when we get a chance to throw a swing to a running back, we don't make him look like he's having some kind of a convulsion just being able to lay it out there so he can catch it and and run with the ball what bothers those me, are the kind of things i'm looking for i mean you keep acting like marcus marcus's game against denver is what we're used to seeing out of marcus for five years and that's not fair to Mariota. my I, whole I, point see, is i don't care about the four years i only care about this year and again that was the worst game of this year but you can't have it both ways you can't not blame the quarterback <laughs> You can't blame Marcus against Buffalo for not throwing enough when guys are dropping the ball or a 28-yard gain gets wiped out by a holding penalty and then say, hey, it ain't Tannehill's fault if they hold. It ain't Tannehill's fault if they drop the ball. My expectation is for Tannehill to fix all of these problems if this team's going to have a shot. That's, we asked what the expectation is. My expectation is he's going to throw for 250. He's going to stay out of third and long. He's going he's to convert third and short. And he's going to find a guy, one of these guys, Davis, Brown, Walker, Humphreys. Hell, I don't care if it's Tajay Sharp. It won't be, but I don't care if it is. Find one of these guys to say, okay, this is my go-to guy. And that's where that's how I, I set it for Tannehill this week against the Chargers. And am I asking a lot? You bet your fanny I'm asking a lot. But I still think this team should be thinking about trying to go to the playoffs 
And if they're going to go to the playoffs, Ryan Tannehill is going to have to come in and fix a lot of stuff real quickly. Let's take your phones on it. 615-737-1025. What is the expectation Sunday for Tannehill against the Chargers? Now that we know, now that we know he's the starter, and now that we're actually talking about the Chargers, what are we expecting of Tannehill? Is it too much to expect Tannehill to come in there and just change the day and save the day and all of these things? Is it fair? I think there's a little flip-flopping going on here about Tannehill. We'll get to that coming up next as well. 615-737-1025-615-737-1025 on a fireball. Hot Take Friday, live from the wholesaling studio, powered by RumbleOn.com. It's Jared and the GM on ESPN 1025, the game. I know yesterday you said you hope guys get a spark maybe with the quarterback change. Should guys all maybe look at it as a chance that maybe I could do more offensive line, may say, hey, need to block better? I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean that we've been – Trying to say that for a lot of weeks. I mean, just we, we can't. None of us, starting with me, um, can take the approach that well. I'm doing my job. You know, we all have to do a little bit more. Um, and if you're if you're doing a good job, then then we have to do a better job. And then if you need to correct some things, then then we have to to get going to correct them. So it, it, it usually things get done by by groups of people all pulling in the same direction as opposed to one or two people trying to figure out ways to get it done. we got to get in, in large groups and, and find out ways to win. That was Mike Vrabel saying, hey, everybody's got to do better, not just changing the quarterback, which is 100% true. But we're going to learn about a lot of these guys now that they've changed the quarterback. And I've got a stat that is a little interesting. So, Floyd, you're familiar with quarterback rating, right? Oh, yeah. So quarterback rating, again, is, is what the league uses to combine your completion percentage, yards per attempt, touchdowns per attempt, and interceptions per attempt into a formula. The average rating in 2017 for quarterbacks was 88.6. There are three quarterbacks in this game on Sunday that have produced a quarterback rating this year. There are four quarterbacks who will be active for this game, three of whom have been either named to the Pro Bowl or a Pro Bowl alternate that would have played had they not gotten hurt which is Mariota. None of those are Ryan Tannehill. Tyrod Taylor's been to the Pro Bowl. He's the backup for uh, the Chargers. Phillip Rivers has been to the Pro Bowl. Mariota, an alternate, would have gone had he not broken his leg. Passer rating. You know who the highest rated active passer will be on Sunday? No. Mariota. Mariota, 91-7. Phillip Rivers, 91-1. Ryan Tannehill, 78.1. So everybody crack jokes at Mariota all you'd like, and that's fine. And I, I have no idea. I, I, you know, we'll make it the pick at six-pack picks. I have not decided. Ian asked me today when I walked in who I thought was going to win. I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. And I'm just saying that I have a list of expectations for Ryan Tannehill. And we can't look at this and say, well, if the same problems are happening as happened in the Bills game to Tannehill that happened to Mariota, where they're getting too many penalties, the line's not blocking, the receivers aren't catching. If all of those things happen, then the Titans have major problems that go way beyond the quarterback, and we'll learn on Sunday. And my expectation, and we, you know, Richard Matthews talked about it uh, on the midday show yesterday, was Tannehill's going to hold guys accountable now. Well, he's got to get the whole offense kicking if this team's going to have a shot this season, and i got to see it on Sunday. Okay. Well, I just think that you can't just flip-flop and blame Marcus 
for all the there things that happened. There is no flip-flopping. What did I say last? I've said from the beginning. I said if Marcus is supposed to win eight games, the Tannehill might win eight, nine, ten, or seven or six. I mean, there there is no separation between these That's guys. That's not what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? I'm talking about? about how in the Buffalo game, you can rail on Mariota's performance. Let me say this. You can say whatever you want. You can pull up all the stats in the world. There is no defending what Marcus has done this year. No defending. None. I'm just going to say, I'm not defending Marcus right now. I'm just saying that you can't rail on Marcus for his performance in the Bills game when guys are getting holding penalties left and right, guys are not blocking their man, and guys are dropping the ball and complain about only had 18 completions. And then if the same thing happens to Tannehill on Sunday, not say, you know, not rail on Tannehill for the same thing that you would rail on Marcus for. Because if the same thing happens on Sunday, then I think the Marcus believers, and I'm not sure there are a whole lot outside of the Pacific Northwest who, who feel that way now, but they'll at least have something to, to hang their hat on. That's well, all I'm the saying. Th- yeah, the thing with Marcus was this is the fifth year. And we said from the very beginning, excuses are gone. There are no excuses. I'm not accepting receivers dropping the ball. I'm not accepting excuses. The, the point is, you're the quarterback. You're the guy that's supposed to, you know, get this whole thing humming. And uh, and if it doesn't work, then, I mean, it all kind of falls on you. I've said that from the beginning. So then should it not all fall on Tannehill, who has... Well, if he would have been here for five years, I'd have said absolutely. And if he would have worked with him for more than just a week, if he'd been here for five weeks, I'm I'm not sure. What was it Matthew said? Tannehill worked with the receivers every weekend in the offseason at Miami. uh, Twice a week. Twice a week. And Mariota worked with him once the entire summer. Let's go to your phones. Fireball Hot Take Friday. Your expectations for Tannehill on Sunday against the Chargers. Jack is going to kick us off on Ryan Tannehill. Go ahead, Jack. Hey, buddy. Um, I just want to say, Jared, I appreciate your opinions based on facts. Everybody else on the radio pontificates on how they feel about something. And you do a really good job of bringing the little sanity to the thing and saying, okay, here's the facts. And I feel this way because of this, this, and this, and this. And I just thank you for that. I'm, I'm to the point where I won't listen to any other radio unless uh, – Radio station, unless uh, and even 1025, unless Jared's on it. So. Well, I like all the other 1025 shows, so I'm, uh, you know, you should listen to them, but I, I appreciate the compliment. I appreciate what you had to say, so just thank you very much. Keep it up, buddy. Is that your take, or do you have a Tannehill take? Um, you know, I'd love to see us win, but I, I feel exactly the same way you do. If the uh, same thing happens in the fourth quarter, it happens this, this coming week, which is you get close, but no cigar. You get close, and then you have a hold, and then you have a sack, and then you're in, you know, in a third and twenty-five situation. You know, where you throw an intercept. You know, it's, it's so. The same old so, thing. thank you for the call, Jack. I think the one thing, and we we kind of touched on this yesterday, but we we really argued more than anything else. Um, but it's like I think there is an overwhelming belief amongst some that Marcus Mariota is the problem, end of story. You get mad because people want to point fingers and blame people, but that's the reality of the NFL, is the fans, the callers, the talk show hosts will all point fingers and they will blame somebody. And 
that with Mariota out of there, if the same things keep this team from winning, then it's not fair anymore to point the finger at the guy who's wearing a ball cap and not playing. And that's when then you have to look and start pointing fingers elsewhere. And that's, I think, kind of what what the caller was saying and what I was kind of saying yesterday is that, you know, you heard Vrabel say right there, everybody's got to play better. It's not just the quarterback. And if you think that you're playing well, you need to play better and all that. I mean, that's all great. But I think we're going to learn some stuff about the Titans right now with with a new quarterback in there. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I hope. I hope we're efficient enough we learn something. I just want him to find one guy. You know, again, I write them all down. Davis, Brown, Walker, Humphreys, Sharp, Ferkser, Jonu Smith, Lewis. Just one of those guys. And I'd prefer it not be Sharp or Lewis because I can't stand either one of them. I can't even stand a look at them on the field. When I see 19 or 33 out there, I just want to cry. Cannot stand either player. But... Uh, just find one of those guys and and just make one of those guys your go-to guy. Make one of those guys a player. You know, give us some hope that Corey Davis, that there is something to Corey Davis after all this time of no production. Just make us think something. That's all I ask. I don't. I hope he goes through his progressions and throws the ball where he's supposed to throw it. I don't care who he throws it to, as long as he throws it where he's supposed to throw it. And I, honestly, if they win the game, I'll probably feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, let's not. If he, if he, if everybody catches four passes, if Humphreys has four and Davis has four and Brown has four and Walker has four and Dion shouldn't even be in the game if you're completing that many passes. But if they all have four and they win, I think we'll all be happy. But I do think the Titans need one of these guys to stand up. We keep saying the weapons are better. Well, I need to see that the weapons are better. To your phones on Tannehill next. Plus, what about the defense? Because I think there is a fear. As far as the defense is concerned, we'll get to that. Fireball Hot Take Friday, loaded phones, we'll get to them next. Jared and the GM, Authentically American. That's right, we all around here wear Authentically American. Promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D, that's my name, Jared, J-A-R-E-D. Promo code Jared for 20% off your entire order, big or small. Whether it's just a couple of polos and some new sweat ink for you, whether it's for the entire office, whether, of course, it's their scrubs we talked about so much. Authentically American is locked and loaded, and they're ready for you 20% off. Everything they have is made better than what you're currently buying. Why? Because it's all made in the USA. That's right, made right here in the United States of America. American jobs, American workers, American products, all better than what you're getting overseas. No-roll collar, moisture-wick fabric, performance fabric, and much, much more. Check out the entire collection. Jackets, hats, shirts, socks, pants, everything. American, made in the USA, online at authenticallyamerican.us. And again, at checkout, use my name, Jared, J-A-R-E-D at checkout. My name, you'll get 20% off. That's Jared. At authenticallyamerican.us. Jared of the GM, it's ESPN 1025 the game. Uh, Dory, how um I don't know if emotional is the right word, but how involved do you get the rest of the team when a quarterback change is made, especially one like moving what a lot of people thought was the franchise quarterback in Marcus Mariota to become the backup and Ryan Tannehill coming in? Just try to go out there each day and try to help the team and keep improving. Um that's that's been our mindset. How can we get better? How can we improve? How can we uh, keep this thing going and we don't get too much emotional and get our, get our head down and things because you know it's a, it's a long season it's a lot of games to be played and a lot of plays to be made out there so for us um, just focus on what we can control and that's the, the game that we have this week Adore Jackson on the NFL Network 
So Dory says, hey, you know, it's funny because the Titans are, oh, we're behind the mark. Mark is 100%. People don't understand that. We're behind them. Change the quarterback. You know, we just got to focus on doing our job. I can't focus on anything else. It's, uh, it's almost like doing a show with you. But, <laughs> but on this Fireball Hot Take Friday, before we get to the phones, quick question for you. I do worry that if the offense continues to struggle this week after the change has been made at quarterback, that the defense is eventually going to relent. That as well as they've been playing, that eventually they're going, I'm not going to say get frustrated, but it's going to be hard for them to keep their focus if they go keep the Chargers to 13 points and lose the ball game. You know, uh, maybe. I don't think now. I mean, I think that, that this is a pretty prideful group. And I know Dean Pease is very prideful. So, I mean, I don't see them pitching it in. Now, if this is week 13, you know, and you can't, you know, you're losing 13 to nothing, that's, you know, that is maybe different. But but right now, I don't, I don't sense that at all. I mean, I think they'll be okay. Plus the, cal- plus the quality of guys are not, like Jacksonville had a defense last year that quit. Well, and Jacksonville's yeah. got a bunch of front-running got, quitters, and the Titans don't that. have that. Yeah, got you know, you've got that. Logan Ryan, and you've got Kevin Byard, and Jarrell Casey, and Wesley Woodyard, and, and those guys are not the quitters in Jacksonville. The Jalen Ramseys, and the Yannick Ngakwes, and Telvin Smith, and all those guys that just when things don't go their way, they quit on their team. Back to the phones on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. First, the MTSU Blue Raider football team is on the road Saturday taking on North Texas. Kickoff at 3 o'clock on 94.9 Game 2 and 97.5 in the borough. Let's go to your phones. Dave has been holding patiently. Dave's up next. What's up, Dave? Hey, guys. Uh, Jared, I think you're right. Uh, it's not a harsh expectation. I mean, why would you put anybody in there in any job? Like, you know, I'm a sales guy, so my expectation is that 100% and if I can't do it, then the next guy needs to next to step in. So yeah, you're you're right about having a high expectation of him for sure. And um, Jim, I want to ask you. So the book on Tannehill, they've got an old book on Tannehill out of Miami, but there's no book right now on Tannehill with the Titans. Is that going to work to his advantage? Do you think the Titans have some advantage there by not having a book on Tannehill with this team? Thank you, Dave. You know what, Dave? I mean, they they. Um... Everybody in the league's got a book on anybody that's played as long as he has. So you know what, you know, his strong points and weak points are. I think, you know, this offense to date has, hasn't has been complicated enough that you really need to, I mean, you're going to spend time working on it and practicing against it and, and all those things, But but it's not going to be difficult to, to have a feel for what they're going to do. And then you just kind of match the two. You know, you take, okay, this is what they want to do. Is Tannehill any good at that? And you say, yeah, he's pretty good at that. Okay, then we better expect that. And you work your way down the line. You get to a point where you say, hey, they, you know, I don't I don't think they'll be doing any of this. Um, so I think that's just kind of a, a knowledge thing, and you're drawing on, you know, the info you have, the data you have, and your experience. Yeah, I mean, to me, he asked. He said the first part was, you know, if you can't get the job done, go to the next person, that it's okay to have high expectations for Tannehill. I don't really have high expectations for Tannehill. I said 250 yards. In the, in the NFL today, 250 yards is not a lot of passing yards to expect from a quarterback. No, but from this offense, it certainly is. 
<laughs> well, do you think the offense is the problem, or do you think had, the guy throwing it is the problem? I don't know if we've had 250 yards worth of passing, have we? Mario had 304 against Jacksonville. Oh, there's one. So you, okay. you did, did, they, did they score? I think they scored a touchdown in that game. But, uh, but again, 250 yards in today's NFL. Now, again, I'm operating under the guise that the quarterback is the problem, which is what the Titans have been selling us by making the change. But in today's NFL, 250 yards is really not a lot of passing yards to ask for. That's all I'm asking for from Tannehill. Uh, you know, by the way, you probably get your 250 if you're def- if you're losing. You probably definitely get your 250. Lamar Jackson, for example, is averaging 251 yards a game. All I'm asking is for one yard less than Lamar Jackson is averaging, who Floyd doesn't even think plays quarterback. Let's go back right. to your phones. Chris is up next on Ryan Tannehill, Fireball Hot Take Friday. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I love the show. Uh, Two-part question. Number one, if Tannehill comes in and plays uh, at the same level or worse than Mariota does, how long do uh, Robinson and Brable wait to go back to Mariota if they do it all? And second part, if he does do worse, significantly worse than Mariota, do they – Robinson and Brable, do they deserve criticism? And will we hear Floyd finally criticize a move that Mike Brable's done? <laughs> Thank you for the call. Floyd? I, I mean, if I'll say this. <laughs> if he comes in and he plays worse than Marcus played last week, then yes, they would all deserve criticism, and I would join in. I think there's but a difference. That is not going to happen. Okay, but if he plays worse so, than Marcus has played this year. I think – I think this is what we have to keep in mind above all this. You know, again, Marcus has played with some of these guys for five years, his entire career. I mean, it's not like he doesn't know what Delaney Walker is going to do. And when you throw a pass, like even the completion to Delaney, that should have been a 45, 50-yard reception. And he was lucky to get 14 or 15 or 20 or whatever it was out of it because he had to stop to go back for the ball and get it. I mean, he's worked He's worked with Davis for three years. He's worked with, I mean, all of these. The guy that he's done the best with is the guy he's only worked with for a few weeks, Brown. So I, I don't know, you know, but I think we have to keep that in mind because Tannehill is not – you know, even during camp, Tannehill has spent most of his time working with the backups. So he spent his time working with Jennings. He spent his time working with those guys. He has not spent near as much time working with the starters. So, I mean, he that's going to be a factor. Given all of that, I'm not looking for, again, I am looking for him to throw timing patterns on time, get the ball out, get it to the receiver accurately, and let him be able to do something with it. That's if we can do that, we'll be in great shape. But we've we have struggled with those kinds of things. So I mean, if we can just you know do the 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 basic things again, we're not looking for you know go patterns now. If we get a chance to throw one and he sees we're man for man and he gets the word to one of those guys we can do it great that's fantastic but i mean right now i'm just looking for the basics just give me the you know the five yard out give me the curl give me the the easy things and and get those right then we'll be okay i agree with half of what you just said all right the first part was a ton of pre-excuse making 
Was What's you know that? he was with the backups in camp and he let me, hasn't let me say played this. with these now, guys. We that have long been making he's... excuses like this for Marcus for four years. Four years. This guy has been with the team six weeks. Well, we didn't have to make excuses so for Marcus. So we team. don't even know what he knows and what he doesn't know. But we do know this: he has not been with these guys for four or five years. I mean, we know that he hasn't been with him for more than four or five months. So there is a difference there, whether you like it or not. And and whether we decide to make some of the excuses for Daniel that we made for Marcus for several years, you know, that's going to be up to the individual. But I do think this. I think that, again, we're not asking him to go out there and set records. We're asking him to do the basic things. Just do the easy things right. And if we can do that, in my opinion, it'd be a giant step in the right direction. Let's go to AG, who's up next here on Jared and the GM. Go ahead, AG. Yo, Jared, I've been diagnosing your problem, man. You are you extremely biased. You're nearsighted. You don't have any vision. And also, you hang on too heavy to stats, man. The stats that you just said don't give me no idea about what really happened. Mars Mariota, his best year, they, they've been saying on the radio all day that his his main two receivers was Delaney Walker and uh and, and Mur- DeMarco Murray. So he was just dinking and dunking the whole season for the most part, like they said. Tannehill might throw more, you know, elaborate type of routes and stuff, though, man. To so, who? Like I said, you hang on to stats and stuff too much. Well, I mean, I mean the Demarco Murray. Thank you for the call. The Demarco, the the 2016 Mariota. I mean, he was throwing the ball down the field. Like we can sit there and he wasn't chucking it every play, but he was throwing it down the field like a lot of quarterbacks throw the ball down the field. Uh, but at the same time, you know the I don't even know what the, his thing about holding on to stats are. I'm just saying I just want Tannehill to throw for 250 yards. That's all I'm asking for. Just throw for 250 yards. If over 250 yards, then that would be a, a market improvement of what they're – I don't know what other stats are hanging on it's 250 to. yards and you lose by 14 points is meaningless. Well, yeah, you'll throw for 300 if you're down 14 the whole game because you'll throw every snap. You know, I mean, I would rather have him throw for 150 and complete the passes that we should complete and convert on third downs and move the offense and hand the ball to Derrick Henry and do those kinds of things. I'd be much happier with, with that. I just don't think the Chargers will let you do that if he doesn't throw the ball. Like, he's going to have to hit throws on Sunday. Yes, he is. And so and that's, that's why, I'm why not, you've got to get asking, Yeah, but I'm not asking for a 40-yard post. I'm not asking for a 60-yard go. I'm asking for a 5-yard out. 615-737-1025 is the phone number. Has Tannehill, is Tannehill going to solve the biggest problem the Titans have? For some reason, I think he is. And I'll explain what the problem is and, and I why. I'll explain that next. Jared and the GM, CSPN 1025 The Game, and we're streaming on, on a Fireball Hot Take Friday, streaming on the Game Nashville app. Sacks have been a problem here. How do you keep yourself from, I don't want to say, you know, getting killed, but with the sacks being what they are, how do you keep yourself healthy this year? It all works together. You know, a quarterback has to get the ball out, um, the O-line has to block, and the receivers have to get open. It's, uh, it's a function of all three working together, and uh, I don't think it's been any one thing so far this season. It's unfortunately been a kind of combination of, of all three things. So we all have to control what we can control and, and execute the way we 
we're coached to and we're expected to. So uh, really we just need to come together as an offensive unit and, um, and execute. That's Ryan Tannehill, Floyd on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. Is it a hot take to say, for some reason, I feel like Tannehill's going to fix the sack problem? I don't have a ton of data that would back me up to make me think that Tannehill's for sure going to fix the sack problem. For example, Mariota's been sacked 25 times on the year. Tannehill has been sacked four. Phillip Rivers, who is notorious for standing back in the pocket and holding on to the football until the last possible second, has only been sacked 12 times. So Tannehill, so Rivers is closer to Tannehill in terms of sacks than he is Mariota. But for some reason, I think Tannehill, that, the way he said it, the confidence of, hey, sacks are happening because of three reasons, and, and we'll get it figured out. I feel like Tannehill's going to fix the sack problem. Well, again, I, I don't know that he can fix it in one, you know, in two practices. But, you know, maybe he can give an emphasis to it. I think what he can help with is getting the ball out on time. And if that eliminates, you know, two or three sacks, then, yeah, it'll it'll cut down and it'll help. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's we, we still got a problem with the offensive line that he's not going to, you know, completely solve on his own. Well, I'm just looking. The Chargers have 12 sacks on the year. Titans have 18 sacks. The league average is 14 sacks. So they're just like every other team in the league in terms of sacking the quarterback. What's amazing to think is Joey Bosa, who I think is a really good player. Joey Bosa has three sacks. Harold Landry has four sacks. Yeah. Because Landry's again, not taking over games, it doesn't feel like. Yeah, but again, I think that's, you know, the score and the game and all that, you know, reflects on some of the, like Bosa, like a Bosa. Um, and I think that's, you know, a factor in all these games. They've only won two games, the Chargers, and one of them was against crummy Miami, so that doesn't really count. And another was Indianapolis week one in overtime, and that's, as you say, before the bad teams know they're bad and the good teams know they're good. The Chargers are, on paper, not a very good team. Did you see the Titans are favored to win? They are, are really. Yeah, two-and-a-half-point favorites. They, um, they have really been beat up. You know, they lost James, who's, you know, they arguably their their best defensive player. And then they lost uh, the other safety. I mean, they're down to like their third and fourth safety. Undrafted free agent third, rookies yeah, out there. You yeah, you know, guys that are just struggling. So they're, you know, Ingram or no, uh, Melvin's been hurt, you know, so it's been Boza by himself. And that, of course, affects everything. And, you know, it's just not. You know, they're not real big up front to begin with on defense. Uh, and then they start getting beat up, and now you bring in backups, and it's it gets to be a problem for them. And the running game has been, you know, the the um, the running back that was old now for all his money and wants to get back in. I think he's got like a grand total of 45 yards or something, you know. Now he'll he'll go crazy against us because he's uh, the last time he played us, he, 196. Set a, he set a personal record of 196 yards. So, To your phones, we go back. Let's go to Trey, who's up next on Ryan Tannehill on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. What's up, Trey? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. So um, two points. Um, I'll start with agreeing with Jared, so hopefully he doesn't cut me off. First of all, I don't expect um, – uh, Tannehill to do much because frankly or make a big difference I should say because frankly 
he is kind of we're kind of trading one mediocre below average quarterback for another um he may make a difference as far as like he's getting the ball out quicker but if he's throwing interceptions instead then we're, we're not making any ground and that leads me to kind of my second point that i want to hear you guys talk about which is jared you mentioned something about um about if Tannehill doesn't fix things do you start looking at um, the receivers and the other parts of the team as the problem instead of Panhill. And, and I don't think you can do that if you're not trading a quarter, if you're not moving up in quarterback. You have to move up in quarterback, I think, in order to see if the quarterback is the thing making a difference. So thanks. So the way Marcus is playing right now, Tannehill, over the course of his career, is a significantly better quarterback than what Marcus is right now. Now, when you look at their career statistics, they're eerily similar. But Marcus's completion percentage is sixty nine is fifty nine percent this year, which is like ten percent below his career average. Right, the Marcus right now is not good enough. Uh, but the caller brings up a good point, and that is, it's not like they're turning the offense over to Aaron Rodgers to take over for Marcus. They're turning it over to Ryan Tannehill to turn it over. Yeah, and we've like as it keeps saying, I mean, we've got eight years of tape. So we got a pretty good feel for what Tannehill is. And, the, the hope, though, is and, that a mediocre quarterback and, is good enough with your defense. Well, yeah, and and if he can score 14, 17 points, he very well might be. But we have to get 14 and 17 points. You know you're averaging more points than you give up for a 2-4 and four team. You're averaging 16.3, you give up 15.9 or something per game. But a lot of that's because you had almost 40 against uh, Cleveland week one. Yeah, I mean, if you forty three against Cleveland, yeah, forty three against Cleveland, zero last week. You know, gifted so. by Baker Mayfield for your forty three. John is up next on the quarterbacks. Thank you for calling. What's up, John? Hey guys. Hey, um, with uh, with Tannehill, he he's basically he's a he's a mediocre quarterback, but he's better than uh, Marcus. So I think he's going to definitely uh, put us in a better position to win. But what I'm what I'm wondering between those two quarterbacks, the one thing that I couldn't stand about Marcus is his uh, ball security. Like when he'd be in the pocket, he'd fumble or makes weird, real weird. Like he just would lose the ball while he's in the just getting bumped and so forth. How's Tannehill with that? Is he does he fumble as much as Marcus? I know Marcus didn't have a lot of fumbles this year. He should have had the one against Atlanta. That was ridiculous. He got back. But, you know, I'm thank, just wondering. Thank you for your call. I have no idea if Tannehill fumbles the ball. I, I'm going to guess no. Yeah, I don't think he is. Now, he, he, he his problem, if there's anything turning over, has been interceptions. And I think part of that, I think two two things. He has a big enough arm that he can fit it in tight windows, and I think he'll try to do that when he shouldn't. Um, and then I think the second thing is, especially when it was at Miami, they've been down enough games that late in the game he kind of puts it on his shoulders and says, hey, we got to go ahead and try to win this thing. You know, lofts the ball downfield, ends up getting picked off. Well, that happened on so, Sunday. The the interception at the end of the game against the Broncos was a fourth down throw that he was – you know, in bad trouble well, on fourth and long, lose. and was yeah, like, you, do you something. know, screw it, throws it deep. So I think he, I think he's had some of those, and I think that's an issue. But I don't sense, and he's, he, you know, Tannehill's athletic. I mean, this guy can move, he can run, and I think we'll be shocked when we see him run whenever he does. Um, but I think, um, you know, I think 
that fumbling is not has not necessarily been a problem. So I'm just looking at Tannehill's career. You look at interceptions, and you were talking about his second year in the league, he threw 17 picks. You know, he had uh, 24 touchdowns and 17 picks. But at the same time, you know, he's really averaged about 12 picks a year. 13, now we got the 17, 13, 17, 12, 12, 12, 9, 1 this year. He's averaging about 12 interceptions a year. That's not bad. You know, when well, it's, it's not, not like you're throwing 20 a year. No, but it's Vince not bad. Young if, you, like if you're scoring, if you're throwing, you know, for 30, 35 TDs or something. But the problem that, that he's run into, I think, is he getting 24 that, and 12? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You know, now you're you're throwing twelve interceptions, only throwing twenty four touches, and you're thinking, well, that's not quite good enough. So, and and we've, as we well know, we've been through some of that too. So, um, but hopefully, hopefully that, you know, again, I think our defense. I'm not sure how often he's been fortunate enough to play with a defense anything like ours. So early in his career, <laughs> he. Early in his career, because I, I looked this up, and I was going to talk about this at some point. Early in his career, he had a good defense. So in 2012, they were 7th in the league in points. In 2013, they were 8th in the league in points. Since then, 20th, 19, 18, 27th last year. Yeah, so the last few years, he hasn't had much. Ever since well, he's, he's been like a grown-up quarterback, gonna, yeah, he has not had He's going to have a real defense here. Uh, and I think that will affect – I mean, he he's going to be smart enough – and experienced enough to understand what all that means. Uh, and I think he's going to have, not that Marcus didn't have, uh, but I think he's going to have a feel for, okay, you know, we got to make something happen. And, you know, now we just have to be smart and, and, uh, and understand the situation and the game circumstances. Six one five seven three seven one zero two five. More phones, of course. But coming up next, there may be an addition to the lineup for the Titans on Sunday, and why I don't think I will or you should get your hopes up about it. Jared and the GM, Fireball Hot Take Friday. It's ESPN one zero two five. The game.